You are now listening to Ascend with Yogi Jazz, the podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode. If you are a new listener, welcome. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you for taking the opportunity to spend time with me. Today's podcast is going to be about money, and I have a lot to say about this one. But before I get into that, I want to just update y'all on some things that's been going on. So the last episode, I told you that Yoga Evolution TV, the business that I have with my partner, Alicia, was coming up, and we had Eliza Boquin of um, Melanin and Mental Health. She is a relationship and sex therapist. She came and she spoke for us at the event. If you're not familiar with Yoga Evolution TV, it is a Houston-based monthly community event. So you come, there's holistic vendors there, and now we have all these different food vendors. At first, we kind of struggled. That was the only vendor that we had Um, some challenges with trying to get food vendors in there but now we had Eat Good Houston and Kit Kitchen come and it was amazing we had vegan ramen they also had like a chickpea type of um, like a power bowl and it was just it was amazing so she came and she spoke and it was just such a vulnerable experience there were couples there single people pregnant people postpartum people all talking about what's going on sexually and energetically with them, what, you know, what they wanted to tackle, increased desire, trust, satisfaction, how to channel their sexual creative energy into manifesting into the world. It was just amazing. She was so detailed in how she educated. And I feel like everyone was just so engaged. And this is the first time we had an expert come on. Every other guest that we've had has had experiences with the topic and we basically interview them about their personal experience. But this is the first time we had an educator come. So we're gonna take that and run with it. And the next one is gonna be about hemp. So we have Dr. Leverly Davidson. She is the CEO and founder of the Academy of Cannabis here in Houston. And she's going to come talk about the difference between hemp and marijuana. So without the high, all the medicinal benefits, we're going to talk about, you know, knocking down the stigmas. People still think that, you know, hemp is about getting high and it's really not. They're curing epilepsy, obesity, cancer, Um, glaucoma, all these different ailments. So we'll have more CBD vendors in the building this time. And she's also going to talk about how you can get in the business of doing hemp while it's still illegal in Texas. So it's going to be a really great show. It's going to be September 4th from 6 to 9.30 p.m. You can get your tickets at Eventbrite or TicketLeap.com. You can go on the YogaEvolutionTV.com. You can go on the Instagram. My Instagram is all over the place. So I hope to see you there. And if you are not in the Houston area, we will have our Patreon account finally up with full length episodes so that you can watch from wherever you are in the world. So I'll have all that information on the website and on the Instagram accounts. Now, um, oh, one more experience I want to tell y'all about. So I've been like really, you know, I'm really big into holistic medicine. So I try all the things. I have a lot of connections in Houston as far as like different med spas and treatments and all that. So I went to Revived and Ashton is my man up there. He's amazing, such a great energy and just so detailed. So what I wanted to get was a Myers cocktail IV drip. 
Now, as a vegan, it's very important that you get B12 somehow, some way. And really the only way to get it is through red meats, but you can do other things to get B12. There's definitely supplements, but when you supplement something orally, you're not getting as much of it as you would if you go through an IV drip. So, and that's, you know, up to everybody's own discretion, but it works very well for me. So he was really specific about tailoring my Myers cocktail to me. So I ended up getting um, B12, vitamin C, magnesium, and a couple other things um, in my drip. And it was just a beautiful experience. The graphics, the visuals that they have up for you while you are waiting for the drip to finish, the level of hydration I felt, the hospitality, there was a heating pad, a fuzzy cover, pillows, blankets, like it was just, it was just a really incredible experience. So if you are looking for an energy boost, a vitamin boost of any kind, just for maintenance and preventative methods, definitely go check them out. Now let's get into the topic of money. So I want to start off telling you a little bit about where I am in my process with money and why this is coming up for me so much and what inspired me to make this podcast about money. So um, I am an entrepreneur, 100%. I haven't had a job in almost two years. And it's been a process, a, a journey, an experience. There's a lot of words that I can use for it. But all in all, it's been beautiful. I've learned so much. And one thing about being an entrepreneur for me is realizing how important money is. I've never been a materialistic person. I've never like, you know, focused on shiny things or riches. And that comes from a lot of different places. And I've even like, you know, checking in with myself, realized that there's some guilt and shame that I had to get over about it because There's so many misconceptions associating money with evil or bad or just wrongdoing in general. And I've had to sit and have conversations with myself of like, money is a tool and tools just, you know, they just lay there. You pick them up and do what you please with it. What you do with the tool has everything to do with the person using it and nothing to do with the tool. I could have a hammer. Again, you can hang something pretty up on the wall with that hammer or you can hit somebody in the head. So money is the same way. Yes, it has notoriously been called the root of evil, but the root is what is going on with you that <laughs> that makes you have to use money in that way. So just like coming to a space where, you know what, I'm a good person. When I get a lot of money, I'm going to do good things with it. Money can be so beneficial. I can help myself be comfortable. I can help my family to be comfortable. The more comfortable that I am, the more I thrive, the more I can pour back out into the world. The more I can give away, the more I can invest, the more I can create generational wealth for the people that will come after me. I have a little sister. I have a mom that's going to you know, be coming into retirement in maybe the next 10 years. And I want to be more than ready for that so just looking at all of the positive things and just like check in with yourself like am I in a space to handle wealth what does that look like because money doesn't change you you just never had a solid understanding of yourself to begin with is what it is in my opinion so 
touching on some of the stigmas and blockages of money. And when you have stigmas and blocks, it changes your frequency. You're not even open to receiving as much abundance as you could be because you have these blocks. If you think money is bad, you're sending those frequencies away from you, especially if you associate yourself with good. So clearing out those blockages, there's some meditations that you can do. If you go to um, mindvalley.com, there's some really powerful guided meditations to release some really collective deep-seated issues with money and abundance. So for me, the first thing that I feel like really put a stigma on it for me was religion. When I was in the church, and if anyone is Christian who's listening, I'm not sure what other religions teach this, but that a camel has a better chance of getting through the eye of a needle than a rich man into heaven. That right there was a foundation of rich, riches for me, like money. And I'm like, well, I want to be, you know, in good with God. So (laughs) I'll just be modest. And that was a really big part. And then on top of that, my parents are not wealthy. They're not poor, but we came up pretty modest. And that was my normal. So just, you know, being accustomed to a certain way of living and feeling like this is normal. Budgeting is normal. Struggling is normal. And when I say budgeting, I'm not saying that budgeting is wrong, but I'm saying penny penny pinching and just like really tight and counting and scraping together every single little thing and that just being very normal when you go into the store don't ask for nothing when you get in here because I don't have the money and just even hearing those words I don't have the money I cannot afford this all of that starts to penetrate and create the foundation of what you're going to come into as an adult and the challenges that you're going to have to overcome And then another thing was once I got away from religion as more of an adult coming into like the spiritual world, there's also stigmas amongst spiritualists. A lot of hippies feel like you have to be, you know, a nomad, poor, not, you know, (laughs) and that is not ideal for everybody and it's not necessary for you to be a spiritualist monks and you know all these different people that you see on social media especially who are really extreme in only living and surviving off of spiritual energy and only concentrating on that and that actually came back to bite me because I was just so far into the spiritual realm that I wasn't even acknowledging anything about this third dimension, the physical world, because I always associated bad things with it. Like my process with letting go of vanity with beauty, um, beauty surrounding me, my requirements as far as luxury and all of those things. I just started to let those things kind of go away because I felt like those were bad. Let me come all the way to my soul. Let me strip myself of these other things. I don't want to be, you know, conceited. I don't want to be materialistic and putting all negative connotations with those phrases. And I got so far deep into the spiritual world. I'm like, I'm not even having all of the fun that I can be having during this human experience. I'm not enjoying all the creative, beautiful things that we produce. 
And it's not a bad thing to do that. So yeah, that's been (laughs) some of my shaping that I've had to undo myself. So another thing that I've noticed is that people who are not financially abundant are really tight about money and really like weird and touchy about even talking about it. And they just operate from a space of scarcity, like there's not enough. They're really tight about getting it, receiving it, how it moves and comes in. You know, these are your coupon clippers. These are your, you know, just really focused on, I don't want to lose a single cent. Give me everything that I am owed versus people who are a lot more relaxed because they're abundant. They understand that money is gonna flow in and out freely and it's fine. So I'm going to tell y'all a story. In the yoga community, so as some of you may or may not know, but I don't teach yoga in studio. I will do a workshop in a studio or pop up as a guest, but I don't teach in studios. And a part of the reason is because money is a really big, weird conversation, a lot of times in my experience and I actually had an experience where you know with any other job in the world knowing how much you will get paid is natural that's a natural part of the conversation I am here to provide a service you are here to provide financial exchange for my services and a lot of times it can just be, you know, a lot of pressure and judgment from people who are spiritualists in the yoga community, like them thinking that you're all about money because you want money and that being a negative thing. And it's just, it's unfortunate because yoga in particular is something that can change people's lives. It's very intangible And I don't even use the word free yoga. I don't agree with people putting that on yoga because I don't think we should market it as a free service. One, it does cost money to get a certification. That is not free. You go to school for this. Two, there's a lot of investment time-wise, energy-wise, education-wise that you pour into who you are as a teacher, what you're able to provide. And then when you're actually providing the service, you're pouring a lot of energy. My classes are unique in my opinion, and I give a performance. I give a different experience and I use more than just technique. I'm literally healing people's energy. I hold a lot of space and I have to do a lot to take care of myself on the back end to make sure that I'm okay energetically. And with all of that, I don't want to train people to think that that comes for free I think that love is a mutual exchange and when someone is loving on you helping you pouring into you you should want to exchange that back in my opinion and because the person receiving the service is not also a healer your offering is money and that should just be natural it should be a fluid dance in my opinion so when I do hold quote-unquote free opportunities for the community I just say that there's no registration required I do not slap free on anything 
And I think us with any business, with any entrepreneur, whenever you're like putting a price tag on what you offer, that can always be weird. You have to get over self-worth. What do I feel like I'm worth? What do I feel like people will pay for this? And that was a whole journey for me too, because I do feel like I give a very special intangible experience. And when I put the price on what I do privately, I have to sit with that. And who sees value in that will see value in that because they see value in me and what I have to offer. And anything else, it's a matter of, you know, self-worth. And I do things for the community, of course, that you don't have to pay as much for or pay anything for. So I feel like I'm really balanced in that. But that's an issue that you may deal with in other areas besides the spiritual world, but definitely with entrepreneurship. There's a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and this book is an old book. It's been around for a long time. I am just now in a space to read it, and I've been listening to it on audio. The whole thing in full is on YouTube, actually, Um, and it's just interesting because my bookshelf is full of self-help, spiritual, tune-in, tap-in books, and I'm like, I'm going to take this time to consume material and content that is focused on financial abundance and understanding how money works, how money can work for me. And just getting comfortable with that and understanding, you know, shifting my mindset. And I've been able to manifest and attract so many crazy things in my life. I'm like, if I put some attention here, even just a little bit, because I've put none and I've been perfectly fine But I'm like, what will happen if I actually look over here and focus? So this is one of the tools that I've been using. And the book basically talks about a kid who grew up with a rich father and a poor father and the differences between the two of what he learned growing up, the different things that he heard growing up. And one thing that I really wanted to point out was the limited mindset versus the thinking mind. Poor dad is like, I don't have it. I can't afford this, period. He doesn't have to think anymore after he says that. It's a period. It's a statement. I cannot do it. The end. And then your rich dad is like, what would it take for me to afford this? How can I bring this into my life? Then the next step is I'm thinking of ways to create a way. So just that alone. And I definitely um, grew up in a household of I can't. Don't ask for it. Don't ask me again. And just, you know, bringing creativity into your space and opening up your mind. Thought is the most important thing that we can do to make things manifest for us. So another thing that he was saying is about risk and investments and that the poor man probably never lost a dime, but he also is poor. The rich man has lost plenty of money, but he's rich. And that for me was really impactful. Like you're going to put up something to gain something. And I've definitely, my father probably never lost a penny in his life. (laughs) And that's what I grew up around. Very, very, very tight, very conservative. Um, And he cut a lot of corners that way. I'm sure he saved more than your average person who's just out here living and purchasing things. But at the same time, he's not going to die a rich man. And yeah, so just bringing attention to 
how you're brought up and even the thought process of a poor parent or a stereotypical, you know, in the system type of thinker, they're encouraging you to shape yourself to get a job. Your rich dad is encouraging you to start a business. And it's just such a trip to me because I'm like, I'm almost 30 years old and I just started a business two years ago. And I'm like, it took so much of me believing in myself and having confidence and nobody telling me I could do it, but me being like, you know what? I don't need to come here to make money. And there's actually no security in this place in all reality. I've definitely um, been laid off without any foresight. And I'm like, it's all a brainwash that you need a job and that it's secure and that's the way to get money. And just like, you know what? I can create things that I want to that's a part of my dream and make money from that and build on that it was just such a huge realization for me and it's exciting so I encourage you if you're listening if there's something that you want to get into do it and when I say do it I truly mean it because you know our souls are infinite but our minds we only have recollection that we'll be here this one time There's no time to waste. There's no reason to hold back. Like, just really live hard. Do everything that you want to do. Pour into what you want to. Take the risk. Jump. And don't put expectation on yourself. Some people are entrepreneurs for five years and they go back to work. But it was one hell of a ride. It was exciting. You got to challenge yourself and see yourself in this different light. So just, you know, don't take life too serious. So this brings me into how to make money so of course you can get a job you can climb a ladder get promotions continue to build on your higher education and get in great positions that are very abundant and lucrative if you are more on the entrepreneurial side or you're interested in that there's something that you should understand um and i got this information well this wording from the black entrepreneur podcast um it's amazing content on there episode 262 and episode 264 are the ones that i'm going to speak about and basically talking about what it takes to be successful And time management is one of the biggest things that they talk about. When you have a regular job, it's usually not something that you love or something that you want to do. You're going to work to build on someone else's brand, essentially. And it may be fun to a certain extent, but probably not your passion. So you can't help but to be tired when you get off work. You may sit there and watch four to six hours of trash TV and binge eat and go to bed do it again and then you're so looking forward to the weekend for freedom and entertainment everybody gets the same 24 hours in a day and I always look to Beyonce everybody's not a Beyonce fan but that woman utilizes her 24 hours like nobody else does (laughs) and just thinking about the difference in what your day looks like someone who is doing that routine versus someone who is educating and thinking and pouring into themselves and creating ideas meeting with other like minds cultivating an environment around them for business to happen for ideas to flow you know really investing in their physical health their mental health is it's a different 
day-to-day habit than the other person. And if you can do something called time blocking, where you basically do this at work, your bosses will give you a certain amount of time to complete a project. At certain times a day, you know that you need to get certain things done. However your project structure looks like, your job usually gives you time blocks to do that. If you can be disciplined enough to do that for yourself, this is how you really utilize your 24 hours the best way possible. So one thing that I had to realize really quickly as an entrepreneur is I have to make a schedule because I'll get up in the morning and just like flow and react. Okay, I need to do this. Okay, this just happened. I need to get this done. And by the end of the day, I'm like, I could have got so much more done, but I'm tired as hell right now. So I started creating a work schedule for myself. From this time to this time, I'm doing emails. This time to this time, I'm creating whatever. I'm working on my project. I'm, you know, and then when I look up, I'm like, okay, I got all the way down my to-do list. So time management was a really big part. Who you're surrounding yourself with is something he also talks about and continuing your education. No one is standing still. You're either reversing or moving forward. And if you're not feeding yourself, you're not moving forward. And educating yourself doesn't have to be formal. It can be. But what are you reading? What are you watching? What kind of content are you bringing into your experience? Who are you talking to on the phone? The difference between gossiping with somebody for two hours and being empowered, feeling energized by somebody who is further ahead in their career in the same area that you want to be in. Two different conversations. So just keeping your mindset on that. Um, And then he also talks about cash flow and passive income is really the key to freedom. When you are working in a career field, you are exchanging hours for dollars, time for money. And that is 100% the opposite of what someone who wants to build wealth and create freedom is doing. When you have money working for you, which he says the biggest opportunities, which are two things that I'm into, is um, e-commerce and real estate. If you have a business online, it's very low overhead. The money's coming in without you physically putting in work. And then if you have properties or investments, that money's coming in without you doing anything at all. So that's freeing up more space. You have more hours to yourself. So again, as I said before, I will be 30 next year. And when I think about if I had this information, I was 15. But it's okay. (laughs) No matter where you are in life, it's perfect timing. If you're 65, listen to this podcast. It's perfect timing. Everything evolves and the teacher appears when you're ready. The lessons appear when you're ready. So just really being easy on yourself and not looking at how much time you've already spent and how much time you have left and just be present. Really sit with yourself and decide what is fulfilling for you in this lifetime and move more towards that. And this could be baby steps. This could be starting your small business on the side and keeping your job for another five years, whatever it looks like. It could be hitting the ground running, quitting tomorrow, and just put pinning yourself in a corner to where you don't have a choice. You know, whoever you are, wherever you are is perfect. Um, Yeah, just alleviating the 
thought of security and what that looks like. You have a lot more security knowing the trajectory of your business and having foresight. Like, I know these numbers are going to do this during this season. I know that this is happening. You'll never be unemployed. No one can ever tell you, you know what? We did away with your position ever again. You have so much more time to vacation. We shouldn't be working, y'all. It's so unnatural to be spending 40 hours a week with people that you do not choose to be with, coworkers, and your family and loved ones and everybody else is somewhere else. Especially if you have kids, we don't want to miss these moments. So yeah, I just want to encourage you to do more of what makes you happy. Closing remarks. We're releasing ourselves from stigmas about money so that we can attract more money. As long as you're good, money is good. If you are interested in coming to the event, like I said, you can go to www.yogaevolutiontv.com and you'll see all of our social media and everything on there. Um, I do have a surprise coming, you guys. I'm going to be launching a clothing line soon and it's very intentional clothing so I'm super excited so just y'all send me some energy send me some love and support because it's a lot of work but I'm really excited about it um, if you have any other questions or if you have a suggestion for the next topic you know how to reach me I love you guys peace thank you for listening in to Yogi Jazz the podcast I look forward to sharing content with you in the future if you would like to connect locally please reach out if you would like to bring me to your city please reach out you can find me on Instagram at Yogi Jazz Porter or visit www.yogijazzporter.com for all offerings namaste